Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Don't ever, ever underestimate me. I've got a B in GCSE French. I won an egg and spoon race once. I know the words to candle in the wind. Let's get on with it, shall we? Hi, thanks for joining me. My name is Jade English. Tonight on The Apprentice Qualified, it's the final. But just to make things complicated, because obviously it's The Apprentice, (laughs) I'm in the Philippines away. And also to make things even more complicated, we've added loads of people from past episodes into this one so i'm speaking to about five people at once um they'll introduce themselves in a second so i don't need to stay with us for the reaction after sean's big win thank you so much for coming back it's really weird to hearing all your voices again actually it's nice First of all, could you all just introduce yourself? Uh, ladies first, Kathleen. Hello, so I'm Kathleen. I'm a headhunter in the media advertising industry and I'm also a psychotherapist. Yeah, I'm Simon Beale. I'm a radio presenter. I'm on Heart and also a big Apprentice fan as well. I'm Simon Booth and I have the uh, pleasure of being Jade's dad, so I know everything. And also you're a wealth, wealth management, aren't you? I'm a wealth strategist. There you go. Give it a plug, Dad. I want to deal with Sean when she's made her millions with Lord Sugar. There you go. Hi, I'm Frank Works, and I was a contestant on Series 14 of The Apprentice this year. Hi, I'm Paul Streetly, and I work for a large global tech company. I'm also good friends with Jade. Woohoo! Okay, guys, what do we think? Did Sean deserve to win? Yes. No, I don't think so. I just don't think a product was as good as, um, as Camilla's. If I'm honest, I just think I, I, I just think sugar, Lord Sugar was a bit risk averse. I think he should have gone for Camilla's products. I think it was more unique. But I think the problem with with uh, Camilla's one was she basically sold it to her mum and dad and a couple of mates, and that was about it, wasn't it? Over a course of three months. 
I had a feeling that he might actually end up hiring them both. When he was doing the first last few seconds of it, I wondered if he might go for both. My sense is I agree with you guys. I think Camilla's product is clearly in a really hot market and she did a great job of selling it. But actually, and I think I said this on the previous episode, there's something about the grit of Sean that I think he might have had a conscious bias for because she did definitely start with nothing. She designed it. She made it very fast. And I think that there was something about the grit of her that might have appealed to him personally. I just got the impression that actually he didn't seem completely convinced that Camilla's numbers added up and that kind of came out a little bit in the interview stage as well Uh, but then she stumbled a bit in her pitch the tv ad was not as good maybe and then you look at Sean's and her pitch was very good when you kind of bear in mind that actually she probably doesn't do that very often I guess particularly to that number of people I just thought she's very focused very determined and also that idea of the reversible customized idea which I don't know if that's developed over time recently but it just seemed like that was a real unique selling point and something which I think he thought probably could be a winner going forward yeah that's true and Camilla Camilla's financials were very sketchy and that was the one area she was very weak on and uh, you could tell straight away in her pitch she was stumbling all over the place when she was getting asked about her her profits and um, also her costs she wasn't just wasn't it just wasn't there I don't think but uh, I still think she should have won actually I got to go to a recording of the your hired program when they announced that who who was winning it and um and Lord Sugar did actually say that he'd spoken with Camilla and he's um, going to keep in contact with her. So I don't think it's a thing of necessarily because she lost. Obviously, she doesn't get the investment. But I think there's still going to be an ongoing relationship there. And he's certainly trying to steer her in the right direction. So you're sort of hoping she's still going to have success with the nut milk product because it is a really good product. It's, it's a great time to do it as well. Yeah, I think he was put off by the supermarket uh, approach as well. He didn't like that at all, did he? And I, I can understand that because they, they buy for the mass market and then they'll push, you know, they'll push for as cheap the product as possible uh, I think if she'd have gone for something more bespoke like you know appealing to your little sort of uh, cafe shops you know in, in London something a bit more something a bit more unique I think she'd have been better well was it also a thing if it was a bit too much in its infancy I think I know both businesses yeah. are it seems like Sean's was a little bit more advanced and maybe had a bit more potential for growth in it. The thing that interests me about Camilla's products particularly is I know she has the larger amount of nuts. Um, why is it that other companies, do you think, I know that there's the profit margin, but for me, the thing I really liked about Camilla was the fact that she was pushing for that extra nut content because... I think it's ridiculous that we're buying nut milk, which has 2% in. That just seems ridiculous to me in the first place. I think Camilla's got... It's quite an interesting product because, like she mentioned, her competition at the moment is a sort of pour-on cereal, um, nut milks, and and the way that she's going down is is having a gourmet product, these really interesting flavours that's, like she said, grab-and-go. It's a consumable, whereas I think... Um, I think you're right in the sense that there's not necessarily anything out there of, of that of that stature. It's just about kind of scaling up um, in the look for it to, to be kind of com- competing against um, the big brands if they cotton onto it. So did the final live up to expectations? I felt, I felt the presentations at City Hall were very dramatic and I love the fact they'd got some really senior people to come to that. So... You know, the guy from Speedo getting Melissa, who was quite tough. You know, I think it was great that they had some some, some people that actually markets quite daunting to do that. Those of us that do it regularly, you know, know it's daunting. Those that don't do it very often, it's an amazing experience. So my my sense of it was that actually that that was um 
for me, it was entertaining to watch. And I felt that it really made them raise their game and think about what it's like to be you know, a successful entrepreneur and have to really make your market and give your pitch to a market. So I really enjoyed that element of it. Actually, it was interesting. I think one of you said you sort of weren't sure which way it was going to go, whether he was going to hire two people again like last year. And I think that's the sign of, I mean, that's, that's where it's been produced well. I like the finals like that, where it's not completely obvious throughout who's going to win. So in that sense, like a lot of the episodes in this series, you're not quite sure which way it's going to go. And um, they did that really well in the final, I thought. Mm-hmm. I think we have picked up on the past few weeks that they've kind of been putting Sean above everybody else. They've May, I mean, I'm not sure if maybe she just is a very cool, cool mm. calm, calm, collected person. I think she she was amazing in that pitch day. In fact, they were both really, really good. It's got to take some absolute balls to do that in front of all those industry experts. Definitely. When you've got to remember, they've really not had much time to prepare at that point either. And yeah, but I was just thinking as well. So Camilla at that point really will have not had much experience because although she will have been doing it for a year she will have actually been filming for like six months up to that point so to go on stage knowing to nothing about it I think uh, hats off to her I, I love Camilla I absolutely love her do you all like her yeah, yeah. I think she was a really strong she was a really wow. strong candidate and in that sense I thought it made for a brilliant final she had to be in the final So what has been all of your highlights of the season? One of my highlights was the TV shopping task, which I think was probably my favourite task, even though it was the one that I think was maybe the hardest, because I think selling is one thing. To do it with someone shouting in your ear and trying to distract you and all of that is, like, really difficult. But they they kind of carried it off. From an entertainment point of view, it was my favourite episode. Um, and that's the one that kind of sticks in my head. But I think the task, all the tasks this year have been really good. It was great to kind of launch the whole series by taking them all off to Malta on the shopping task. It was really nice having that at the start. Oh. But I think it was the TV yeah. one that I, I liked the most, I think. I think that was my favourite as well, because you just thought there was not one element of that task that wasn't really harsh, <laughs> was yeah. it? It was all a nightmare. <laughs> It was so cringy as well. Just watching people struggling on screen is a painful experience. Yeah, the, I was going to say the interviews were my favourite part. Uh, just the way Daniel just completely bombed. It, it, they just sussed through all his lies and I just thought that was brilliant. He tried, bless him, but he had zero credibility. Yeah, he just he was just full of spiel. And when he got exposed, I, I quite enjoyed that in kind of a sadistic way. No, likewise. I, I always love the interviews. Obviously, that's what I do for a living. So I particularly always get very, you know, impassioned about that. And I actually really loved this year the fact that Claudine really picked up on some of the emotional undercurrents. So I think uh, for uh, Khadija, you know, really yeah. good vulnerability that I know we talked about and you know her defensiveness and her abrasiveness I think is hiding actually a very wonderful gorgeous human being who's had to really struggle her way up so I love the fact that they kind of brought that in and talked about her children so I I like that and then she did the same thing actually with Daniel I think that you know Daniel's sort of Charlie Big Potatoes act is all very entertaining and we all love it but actually, mm-hmm. it comes across in the end as untrustworthy and he does overclaim. And I think Mike Sutar's excruciating uncovering of that was, <laughs> you know, wonderful to watch. I'm sure awful for him. <laughs> and actually, it was the thing that undid him in the end. But actually, when they picked up on the cultural piece around his father and him wanting to impress his father, you can begin to understand why people do these things. But actually, they have their undoing. So I love the fact that it went a bit... Linda is always so mean to all of them and she terrifies me and I don't, I don't scare that easy. <laughs> But actually, I thought Claudine had a 
into a bit of the undercurrent and I really enjoyed that part. Yeah, definitely. Frank, was it really weird seeing your fellow candidates in that environment? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think so because you don't see them as uh, from all sides while while you're in the process because, it, as you'll know, you sort of, when you're on the task, it's, it's very different to, you don't necessarily realise, and that's a bit of a stupid comment, but everybody's different, their, their backgrounds and, and why everybody came to the, to the process and, and everybody's got a history and we are normal people at the end of the day you've got past and 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 some uh, and then how that all shaped here so seeing that from an interview point of view and and really lifting the lid on 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 people's personalities their backgrounds their stories it really helped it, it sort of changes your opinion on all those judgments that you make sort of uh um first off so yeah it's, it's, it's definitely a kind of weird seeing seeing people like that and 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 so you can see that some people really flourished and and some people did come unstuck but that's why i think it's such an important um, milestone of of of, of the series is it, to have that is it's for them to really um you I think you, by that point, you do find the, the, the sort of the two, the top two ready for the final. So, yeah, it, it, it is bizarre seeing, seeing, seeing more like that. <laughs> and do you think the right person would? Uh, I don't know. I think it's difficult for me because I, <laughs> it's no, uh, it's no uh, um, shock that I'm a big Camilla fan. I got on well with her, I got on the really well. She's one of my closest friends in there. But um, I think Sean really pulled out of the bag um the pitch was amazing she knows the stuff really well she's a, the whole series she's impressed me so much i think she's only been in the bottom three once um she's really held her own she hasn't flapped about she hasn't thrown anybody under the bus unnecessarily i think she's really held herself really well so um i think she's a worthy winner but yeah i would have seen camilla win but um as previously mentioned lord sugar's sort of in, in contact, I know he's set her up with at least one sort of major retailer already, and and she's got into another one off her own back. So using this as a platform, I think that she'll do just as well as just just without without that um, that sort of investment. But um, using this as a platform for her for her brand and, and her as a person, um, I think I think she's going to do really really well. Amazing, yeah. I don't think this is I don't think this is the end of Camilla. I think it's just the beginning. Okay, so Simon, you're a super fan, aren't you? Who's been your favourite across this season and why? Oh, it's a good question. Do you know what? I'll be honest, and this is no disrespect to you, Frank, but at the beginning, and often this is the case, when there's so many, you've got all of them kind of crammed into the boardroom, I find it really hard to pick any of them that I kind of warm to or that I think could make it through to the end. I kind of see all of them. In those early tasks, you think, oh, this is a disaster. Like, no one's really doing particularly well. The ones that I thought did that I liked and I felt a bit sorry for towards the end was Sabrina, who I thought, I'm glad she was in the final five, but I thought she might go a bit further than that. And I know that she seemed to get on everybody's nerves. And I know you talked about this in previous episodes about how much talking mm -hmm. she does and so on. But I did think that she had a really good brain and she just seemed to be very focused and clear. Some of the things she suggested that got knocked down in other episodes, um, I, I felt a bit sorry for her really, because I thought actually she was suggesting some good ideas and she did seem to come up with some, some good stuff so in that sense I, and particularly when she got picked last in the team thing in tonight's episode I just thought oh I've, I wanted her to do a bit better maybe even make it to the final but I thought she was a really good candidate maybe not for the people she was working alongside but I thought she she did well in the whole process and also I really liked Tom when he went out on week nine I was like no I thought he was also going to do really well um so he was another great candidate I thought he just had a, a lot of likability about him and again very cool very calm 
um, seemed like he could go uh, further than he actually did. So they're, they're two candidates that I would have liked to have seen go a bit further, maybe. Tom was on this on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, and he is such a nice guy. He um, he actually has a lot more personality in real life as well than I think they gave him on the show. So uh, there you go. I'll introduce you. <laughs> okay. Nice new and, friends. Uh, Kathleen, did you have a favourite throughout the season. You might remember you asked me in the end of the last podcast we did get yeah, a few uh, ago, I did. and I did say Sean and I did say Tom actually funnily enough I thought Tom and Sean I think my week was the week when they'd done the gardening um, experiment or the gardening uh, task uh, with the sort of roof terraces which was obviously hilarious so I, I definitely noticed mm. Sean early on likewise Camilla likewise Sabrina uh, I think that there was something very strong in all of them um, I have to say I was quite surprised that Daniel got as far as he did so very likeable and I'm sure he's absolutely gorgeous mm, me too surprised he got as far as he did what was interesting really in the end was how much they both wanted it and I think when they got into that argument at the end I literally couldn't bear it I was thinking ladies please stop but actually it just shows you how important it is how much has gone into it all these weeks of filming and it's you know huge exposure of individuals and obviously Frank for you you'll know that but to to put yourself out there like that as an individual as a human being is a big big thing to do and you know hats off to all of them but I, I did always like Sean from the beginning there is something unique about her there's something about her determination and her calm that as an entrepreneur and as a talent scout myself I definitely definitely saw it and I loved it from the beginning so what about you Paul who did you think that was the best who stood out to you throughout the weeks obviously Camilla stood out and I did think she was going to win but I also like for comedy value I like Curran you know um the when he when he kept oh, forgetting stuff. Oh, he's yeah. Old. Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty funny actually. His, all his posing as well. He kept doing these power poses every now and again when the cameras on him. They they used to crack me up. And these videos. I mean, I know he did well with Sean's video, but uh, let's let's be honest. He was no Martin Scorsese, was he? <laughs> so Frank, you actually told us that he's now got a big part in in Aladdin or something. Yeah, he's he's in in the Aladdin film. It, that was kind of filmed quite a while ago. I think he's he, I was because I was asking about it on Wednesday when I when I saw them all. Um, I think he's like one of the palace guards, so it was quite funny. So that was so yeah. When it when it, when it comes out next year, we'll be looking out for him. Uh, that's amazing. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. We have to talk about Lord Sugar. What do you all think of his performance this year? Do you think he's the same? Do you think his jokes have got worse? What do you think... Super fan Simon, that's gonna that's what I'm gonna call you. <laughs> oh no. I wanna does he write all those jokes himself or is someone feeding him those lines? That's what I'd really like to know. Mm, I wanted to know that during the process. He has like little notes in front of him and I'm not sure but I don't know, maybe I think he does try and swing them in. He, he made a point in the recording on Wednesday that he said he felt the editing, I know the editing gets talked about a lot, particularly in terms of whether it favours candidates or not, but he talked about how he mm. doesn't feel mm. favour him and how he feels he's put across as much more stern than he actually is. So I always, I always like the last boardroom because it feels like it's got a last day of term feel to it. So everybody's in a bit of a better mood. There's more laughing going on. He seems a bit more lighthearted in his performance. But he was giving us the impression on Wednesday that more of the boardrooms are like that. It's just it's not edited that way. Now, I mean, you could tell me if that's true or not. But, um, but I did think that... <laughs> Sure. <laughs> but um, I, I did think, actually, he, he was... He, I mean, it is a solid performance from him. He's, he's just very clear. He doesn't take any messing about. I think any of the candidates that try and get an extra word in, um, he's fairly quick to shut them down. Um, and I honestly think he did have a bit of a, a task at the end, knowing whether to go for Sean or Camilla. But, um, no, I, th- I thought he was great this year. He, he, he's always funny. I think the best line was probably to Curran when he said... Uh, something about well, at least you're in a cast or something like that. I thought that was one of the best. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was good. <laughs> oh, that's gold. <laughs> what, Frank? Do you think he is as harsh in real life as he is edited? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm honest, <laughs> I but only because he is too. <laughs> I, because, it, and not necessarily because the way it's edited, like. I mean, you'll appreciate that he just uh, there's not enough spend too much time with him, in, especially in the early weeks. Is it's everything's done to such a to a strict time schedule that it, with the, the times like on 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 task when he's introducing them, I really got a chance to to have to get anything from him because he says his bit and goes off. But the boardrooms are, from my experience, they were as brutal as, as they're made out, even 10 times worse. You only see, what, 15 minutes of that um, on the show, but uh, in real life, that can be up to an hour. So, <laughs> But I do agree, that last yeah. one, I think that that, because everybody's coming back, it is a sort of a you're reminiscing. It's a positive thing, like we're ready to crown the winner. So I think that is a, is a reflection, and it's probably um, a good compar. Is a big sort of comparison against um, some of the other boardrooms. But no, I I think that they're just as equally as as, as tough as what they're made up. <laughs> yeah. So, so what what the viewer won't see is before you go into the boardroom, you're actually you have to stand up for about an hour or two. Um, with like no food or water or toilet or anything before you're even allowed to enter the boardroom. So by the time you get in, bear in mind the heels you're wearing, you get in and you're like, oh, 
and then you have to film for about 12 hours. So it, it, it is absolutely, it, maybe it's not even blood sugar that's intense. I think it's the whole, whole process and there's so many cameras behind him. There's about uh, 10 cameramen as well. So that's pretty intense. Did, did you think it was a bit more fiery in the boardroom for the final this year in terms of, I don't remember two finalists kind of fighting it out towards the end like Camilla and Sean did, but maybe that's just my memory not serving me well, but they certainly were really fighting for their, to have their say at the end, but I don't remember that in the final normally. No, it was all and quite civil in the other finals. That James, see, I think James and Sarah went in on each other yeah. last I don't know, maybe because they're two young girls, it just, people pick up on it a bit more. It's so intense at that point. If you looked at Camilla, she, I, do, I really know, she looked really, really thin on this. And I know that every other candidate from my year lost so much weight throughout the process because it's so stressful. Kathleen, what did you think of Alan's performance this season? For me, he seemed, for my experience, I, I thought he was a bit funnier than he normally is. I think he was a bit more relaxed. So I was a bit curious when he sat down this week at City Hall, he, when he sort of said, let's get on with it, he seemed a little bit bad-tempered. So I did wonder, <laughs> maybe it again was the editing, but I think when Camilla came out, he looked quite excited to see her. Um, but I felt he wasn't feeling the same about Sean, so I don't know. I quite like the jokes. I think the joke about kicking someone in the macadamia was one of the funniest things he's ever said, so I quite enjoyed that this week, and good for him. And he's an incredible guy. I'm sure he's absolutely terrifying, but I think Claude and Linda Plant, for me, seem far more terrifying than, than Sir Alan. Oh, yeah. Do you know what? I have to say, I think as individuals, they're all actually really good people from from meeting them like um karen she she's an air about her that you wouldn't want to get on the wrong side of it but she's also she's almost almost got a bit of a mum side when you're actually in that process yeah uh claude claude's actually such a softie he's such a softie and um yeah so it is weird i guess you just get to see people in different environments don't you so um right all what did you think of Alan's performance this year? I think he's great. I think I think I've seen him on a lot of other things uh, recently, and he is very very sharp. And I think that perhaps they don't portray that; they don't edit it as much. Um, I kind of think now, though, this is a bit controversial, but I think he maybe is getting a little bit tired for this. I think they possibly <laughs> at some stage they need to think about some new blood in that role. Is there anything that any of you want to mention about this episode, by the way? Just that thing that I never fully understand. It might, again, be an editing thing, but with many of the tasks where you've got whoever's project manager or team leader being really clear on don't do this, and then there's always someone that goes, oh, let's ignore that. So obviously the classic thing with Sean's one was saying she wanted the hair to look wet and less is more. And she was really clear on it. I thought actually as a, as a sort of team leader, she was really strong as a, you know, you know heading it all up. Um, but then Jasmine kind of took over and that was the end of that. It all got ignored and she hated the outcome. And I never understand why we seem to be able to hear those things. And there's always one of the candidates that just ignores it and doesn't go with it. You can kind well, of that, see it. That happens, that happens in the real world so much. There's, there's always a Chinese war between the director and who's working underneath them. And something always goes wrong in that but sense, it, even it, with clear it, communication. It, I think it's an ego issue. My view was that she kind of made a mistake by uh, giving the role to Curran and then backtracking, giving it to Jasmine. So straight away, there was an ego tension between the two of them. 
And I think that's what got in the way. So actually, that was the one thing I thought she might lose out on was because actually she didn't manage her team very well. And I think it's because she backtracked. Had she kind of stuck to her guns, the hierarchy would have stayed in place. But actually, Jasmine and Karen were, you know, it was getting in the way of the work that needed to be done. Yeah, whereas I felt the other team were very clear. But I think, you know... From a psychological point of view, it's definitely egos that were at play at that moment rather than maybe somebody not hearing, I, I, would, I would wager. Lastly, do we think that The Apprentice is going to keep on going for a few seasons? Frank? I think so. I think that the, the show is still... They, they are still trying, changing, it, changing it up. Like, for example, we went abroad for the first half, and that was that I've never done before. But the, the producers have got some, some things up their sleeve, and I think it is still bringing a, a relatively fresh approach on, 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 a, on, a, on a format that I know we had that big change of becoming a business partner and before it was about an actual apprentice. But I think as a show, um, it's still delivering on, on what people want. It, it has got that serious undertone of, of, of creating, finding young entrepreneurs, but also doing it in a lighthearted way that it, for, for comedy value. I don't know how many, how many years it will keep going. I don't know how that dynamic of, of, of having more sugar there, I'm, I'm not too sure of how that, how that will be. But I think as a pro, I know like, for the, the ratings have been, been good again this year. So I'd like to see it keep going. But again, it's just like no knowing when to, when to finish and, and finishing on a high, um, whether, whether that will come. I know they're taking auditions for next year anyway, but whether Series 15 will be the last one, I, I'm not too sure. Um, I, I think it could still carry on for a bit longer. I mean, it depends on how, how you look at it. I, it's just a good bit of entertaining telly at the end of the day that does give someone an amazing investment into their business. Is it a great way of whittling down as who's really good at doing certain jobs? Probably not, because you're kind of throwing people in at the deep end into tasks that they know nothing about. And so they, they have got enough hope to help themselves in that sense. But in terms of entertaining TV... It is so well made. The production team behind it do a really good job on it. Lord Sugar is still very entertaining. I think, you know, as a cast with Karen and Claude, it, is, it still works. Maybe for at least another couple of years, I could see it still running. And if you look on social media, whenever it's on, it's always the number one trending topic. So it's clearly still very popular and still getting the rating. So hopefully there's still legs in it for a bit longer yet. I definitely hope so. I think there's so many people in this world that want to kind of get rich quick and don't realise just how difficult it is to a, get a business proposition off the ground, get it pitched, get invested in, and what it really takes to kind of make a business successful. It's not, not easy. And so I love the fact that brings that to the fore. I love the fact they get tested. Of course, they're tested on, as Simon said, ridiculous things that in real life you might not ever have to face into. But it tells us so much about the character. So I think it's a great show for the society. I think it's brilliantly entertaining and at the minute I think again they keep changing it up enough to keep it fresh and interesting so I'm sure it'll go for a bit longer I think it will I think it'll carry on and uh, is it me or are the candidates seem to be getting younger every season I think this season they were they, they were the youngest at like 22 uh, for, for a finalist I think that's that's I think that's fantastic really um, I think it was great that the two finalists were both women as well I think that I think with all with everything that went on with the BBC and they had some issues in that area I think I think pushing forward young women in, in, in good, strong business positions, I think that's, that's fantastic and, and long may it continue. Well said, Paul. <laughs> like you were saying before, a lot of the candidates 
sometimes aren't very memorable. So what I want to do is go through and see if we can name in order who got fired. We all ready? Okay, I'm going to start off. Sarah from Manchester, she was the first one to go. Who was episode two? This is exactly how I thought. Dave, David was fired in week two, wasn't he? David Alden. Yeah, well done. Episode three. Just Frank, jump in with your it? answers. Yeah, it was me. It was. <laughs> how good they? Yeah, but you now, Frank. Week five. Four. Uh, week. Oh yeah, I'm I'm skipping. Sorry, week four. And I Alex, was it? Was it Alex? I've got them in front uh, yeah. Of me. Alex. Yeah, yeah. It's Alex. I don't remember what he looks like. <laughs> what Gary look glasses. Like? The glasses squirrel too. from the Wirral. Yeah. Oh! Was that the, the bodybuilding <laughs> week? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, episode five. Rick, was it? Rick. Was it Rick that yeah. week? Rick, shoes. Do you have a cheat sheet, Paul? I don't. Cheating? I've just got a really good memory, as you know. Okay. Um, episode six. Was that Come current? On, you, that was, was that the airline. That, that awful <laughs> video he made. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> episode seven. You've all got to remember this because this was a shock. Coyote. Paul. Yeah. Coyote. Yeah. Oh how God. do you do you think that he should have been fired? I'm still actually in shock that they didn't keep him in longer, you know? Well, actually, when you were saying earlier about your favourite candidates were, he, actually, he is on my list, and I forgot to mention him earlier, because he's, he's been TV gold throughout, really. And even in the final, I thought he was so yeah. good in that as well. He was great, really good. He's got good energy, I think, hasn't he? And he's a vegan. Okay, episode eight. Episode eight, Jasmine. Okay. Okay, episode nine. No, no, I'm, I've, I, I have made a note of this one because I was talking about Tom earlier, but it was Tom and Jackie. That was the double firing on the TV task. So I think that was week nine. It was. So Jackie, I actually was thinking about her earlier. She was someone who did the uh, 360 for me. I really didn't like her at the beginning and now I really like her. <laughs> I feel quite bad now. Finally, episode 10. So that was the final five. Oh, so Sarah, yeah, Sarah missed out on that, didn't she? Sarah, Sarah missed so out on that. We had Daniel... Khadija and Sabrina, which I have to say, I'm actually surprised that Khadija got to the final five as well. Just got away with it a few times too many in the boardroom. Yeah, that's what I think, definitely. But same with Daniel, really. I don't feel like he, he, he shouldn't have been there for me, really. I mean, I felt that particularly after the interviews, his true colours after that interview process really came out, didn't it? And I thought, oh, he's surely... <laughs> I'm surprised in the boardroom he wasn't got rid of immediately. I think Sabrina went first, and then he was, a, you know, maybe could have got to the final, which I was quite surprised about. But I thought, no, surely he's not going to stick with him, partly for his business plan, but also just because he wasn't coming across as honest in terms of what he'd written about himself. Yeah, one no. million sold. It was actually. But then saying that, <laughs> God. But last year, um, James, he was out a few times for telling porkies and he, he hired him so I don't know I think maybe, it's, it's really tricky in those situations isn't it because I think they may be and Kathleen you've, you've picked up on this before saying that people tell porkies when it comes to actually getting well, a job <laughs> look, look at Donald Trump he's, he's president of the United States and he lies on a daily basis <laughs> 
It's that I think as human beings, we're all entitled to secrets and all in, all entitled to the odd porky pie. But I think when you know you're going to get interviewed and you know that someone like Mike Souter, who classically did that thing with the websites all those years ago where he'd gone and bought them all, I just think you know you're going to get caught. Putting the million on Amazon, it was going to be a shocker. And I'm sure, I'm, sure, uh, I'm sure Alan has told a few lies in his time or certainly sort of fake it till you make it type stuff. But unfortunately, I guess at that stage, you're looking at reasons to eliminate people people and therefore it makes it very easy there probably are also i mean you see candidates that do change as they go on so they kind of learn their lessons through some of the times that they get picked up on stuff so it'd be interesting to see what i mean i'd like to see what happens to some of the candidates after the apprentice so will khadija be less fiery than she has been who knows but i think it might be that lord sugar will hire them thinking actually they are changing they're not the person they once were Maybe. Yeah, I think that this process will change Khadija massively because I don't think that she'll re realise how she comes across. So I think it'll be a real eye-opener for her, this series. Thanks very much, Kathleen, Simon, Dad, Frank, Paul. The Apprentice Qualified was produced by Juliet Nichols and your boy, Sylvia Sunshine. I actually want to take this time just to say an extra special thank you to those two. This podcast, in some weird way, has really helped me delve into a lot of things that happened last year, post-apprentice, and it, it meant a lot. So thanks to those two from the million angles. I'm not sure when we'll speak again, but hopefully sometimes after the Philippines. Stay safe and Merry Christmas.